Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of our Ask an Expert series. Uh, my name is Lindsay Littman. I'm part of the full-time MBA recruiting and admissions team here at the Ivy Business School. I'm joined today by friend, colleague, and actually my boss, uh, J.D. <laughs> Clark, who's our executive director of our master's and HBA recruiting and admissions team. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Lindsay. That's a good intro. So <laughs> thanks. I like that. And well, you know, I'm a little more comfortable with you. We uh, see right. a lot of each other and worked a lot of years together. So I thought oh, when putting together this episode, focus on admissions, who else to go to, but the lead expert at Ivy on all things admissions, you. So okay. I appreciate your sharing insights and advice today. No pressure, but pleasure No to pressure be here, at all. So. Absolutely. So maybe tell a little bit about yourself sure. uh, and the history of time at Ivy, maybe even beforehand. Yeah, so my name's JD, as you mentioned, yeah. so JD Clark, and uh, I'm the Executive Director of Recruitment and Admissions here at Ivy. And I've been involved in higher education most of my career. So I, uh, it was actually a part-time job when I was going to Queen's University with my undergrad in mm. history and worked for the business school on a part-time basis. And when I graduated, they offered me a full-time job. So full-time job with a history degree, I, hey. I said yes <laughs> pretty quick. So I spent 10 years at Queen's University working across uh, their executive MBA, their MBA program, and then I spent a couple of years working in Europe. And then I've been at Ivy, except for sort of a three-year period where I worked for CPA Ontario, hmm. been at Ivy uh, for, I guess, the last 17, 18 years. Wow. So, and I really love what we do here. I mm -hmm. think, you know, we talk, Lindsay, all the time. It's right. like, this is like the dream business, right? Right. right. And I think what, what uh, really excites me and, and motivates me is to see people you know, meeting them when they're considering a program, but mm -hmm. seeing the impact that the program has with them personally and professionally moving mm -hmm. forward, especially when you think about international students that are coming here to Canada and, and what this does for them. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's great. Love my job. Love the people I work with and, yeah. and love the students and candidates that we work with. You're right. It is life changing, right? It is. It's for the students and, and it's rewarding for us to see it and to help them any way we can along that journey. Exactly. Uh, we always have those moments the first day. They're like, oh, they've made it. They're here. And then yeah. seeing them at convocation is, it's, it's like we feel like there are children and they've just graduated the program. It's really emotional. It's nice to see. And keep in touch with them after yeah, they graduate, absolutely. right? It's great. So. Yeah, it's great. A bunch of alumni we work with now um, with, to help us with recruiting. So obviously, you've seen a lot over your time. You know, yep. through admissions, you see some really strong applicants, some not so strong, and you know, work through the whole side of it from early stages through to um, being part of the admissions committee meetings and those decisions. When applicants come to you or even our team and the advice on you know how to put forward, like, how to buy an MBA, yeah. what's the advice that you would give to those saying, "I think I want an MBA. What should I look for? How do I approach buying the, an MBA program?" Yeah, I think there's three stages, right? And so I'll talk about it this way. And I think the first one is coming up with why you want to do an MBA. What is your career goals? Mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't have to be specific, right? Mm -hmm. it, it may be, you know, do you want to take a career transition or explore a couple of things here? Are you doing it for personal development? What gaps are you thinking of doing? Right. And I think that's important because that helps us guide people, you know? So, so I'll play an example in this. Maybe somebody says, I want to you know, be very specific. I want to get more experience in business analytics. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that's not an MBA. Maybe it's a, a master's program specializing in analytics. So I think that's the first thing right. is having a sense of, of what you're doing. The second thing is what I call the more practical elements, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So it comes down to, you know, do I want to continue working while I do my MBA? Do I want a full-time experience? What's important to me from a practical element? Maybe mm -hmm. it comes down to location. 
Right. So what happens is people sometimes start with a big list and then may whittle it down when it comes down to those practical elements. Right. So that's the second stage. Mm -hmm. But it also depends on what your first goal is. That's right. why you have to start with the right. goals. Because a part-time MBA mm -hmm. or you know, while you're doing one work may not lend itself better to maybe a career transition uh, aspect of things. So right. the third step comes down to, okay, now I've whittled my, my choice down. Mm -hmm. And the key thing there is you got to get to know the program and the culture right. within the program. So it's very easy to look at brochure. I'll tell you, an MBA is an MBA. Right. You know, when I worked in Europe, the same courses, they may be different names, but an MBA is an MBA. Right. But it really comes down to what am I looking out of the experience? What is the culture like? Mm -hmm. uh, where do I feel like I will fit in? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's where you kind of are a lot more time in your research, mm -hmm. a lot more specific in your research, and that's why you have to get out and know the school. Right. Visit the school, talk to students, talk to alumni, and start asking those questions about the culture of a program. For sure, it's not an overnight decision. Exactly. It takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, visiting the campuses, engaging with the teams, you know, admissions teams, asking the questions, that is helpful to narrow it down. Methodology would be one as well. Exactly. And so would you say, look at the Ivy experience, very unique than other programs. Yeah. And we always, we get often asked, well, who is Ivy looking for? What's the right fit for the Ivy MBA? Mm. What is your advice or what would you say is Candace asked that question? Yeah, I'm going to be pretty broad. Right, <laughs> so, sure, yeah. Um, we're looking for tomorrow's leaders. Right. Right, and tomorrow's leaders come from all different backgrounds, whether mm. it's industry, whether it's function, and we're looking for tomorrow's leaders. And, and in that way, I always say, and you've heard this many times, Lindsay, is like people shouldn't self-select themselves out. Right. And I think sometimes this, this aspect of looking at an MBA can be one that's overwhelming, but mm -hmm. it's also one that you may discount your own abilities. Right. And you might go, well, I'm not really an MBA candidate. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I didn't do well in my undergrad. Am I ever going to get into a program? Or you look at a class profile and you say, there's no one really like me. Right. And I think, you know, in that way, what you have to do is don't self-select yourself out. Mm -hmm. You know, really kind of, you know, because all MBA programs are looking for, you know, that diversity that is there. Right. So I think, you know, here we look for tomorrow's leaders. Yeah. And so that's a pretty broad statement, but it's, it's absolutely true. Well, it's true, and you think a lot of candidates have the insecurities if I don't have a business undergrad. Exactly. Or I don't have a typical business career. And they're usually the first ones who will opt out of looking at an MBA program. Yep. But, we've, but most of our students actually are atypical. Exactly. And actually, last few years, our valedictorians didn't have business undergrads. Yep. And it's a, I love that because like you don't have to be this commerce or business undergrad to do well and to also consider an MBA program. Well, and, and you know, in our work with candidates, how many times do you see people going, I'm not a typical candidate? Oh, yes. And then the, the line back is, actually, you are. Actually, you're the common. Yeah, yeah. you're actually common in our program versus the business exactly. undergrads aren't. No, that's, that's great. Those are great insights there, J.D. Um, going back to the MBA buying perspective yep. of things, one of the hot topics we're asked about are, is around rankings. Absolutely. And how important are rankings, what rankings to look at. And, you know, obviously it is up to the, can the individual to do their research and understand the variety of rankings, importance to read the fine print, understand the methodology for those rankings. But, you know, buying an MBA, how much do you think they should put the weight into a ranking? I think they're, so I'm, I'm not going to say they're not important because right. I, but I don't think you should make your decision based on rankings, but, yeah. I'll, but I'll answer it this way. Sure. I think it's something you got to consider. Right. So, you know, there's tons of rankings out there. Mm -hmm. A lot of programs can play, you know, can claim, make sure. claims that are there. 
But, but here's something about the rankings is they're made up of a bunch of, you know, little things that kind of come up with a ranking. Right. And you'll see at Ivy, we're ranked number one with Business Week, but mm -hmm. we also talk about those components of the rankings right. that matter. And a big part of the rankings is done on survey data from people that have gone through the program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, and part of those rankings are done by data that they collect from the school. Right. So, you know, things like research papers and everything else. Mm -hmm. So here's what people have to do with the rankings is they have to kind of come up with a list, mm -hmm. you know, and this comes back to the third thing we talked right. about in the stage. It's like, I've narrowed down my choice. How do I choose the program? Think about what matters most to you, that you're mm -hmm. thinking about that experience. Mm -hmm. And then look at that survey data collected by those ranking publications right. that they collect directly from those uh, alumni. Mm. And actually look at you know, those components of the rankings that are important to you. Mm -hmm. Because there may be components of the rankings that are not. Right. 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 No, that's a valid point. So, so you, that's what I would say. Look at those components. You often also give a great example of the Ruth Chang how you yeah, look at the pros it. and cons. Yeah. yeah, do you want to explain that? Yeah, so there's a, a TED Talk video. Actually, uh, it was shared by an Ivy faculty mm. member. So when I was working uh, you know, outside of Ivy, took that three-year break, and, and I was deciding whether to come back to Ivy. Mm. And mm. it was a difficult decision. Sure. And he said, you know, I just saw this TED Talk video. Mm. And uh, you should watch it. And the TED Talk video is How to Make Hard Choices by Ruth Chang. And uh, you know, Ruth has an interesting background. She did her undergraduate degree in philosophy. And you know, what I thought, what am I going to do about with a philosophy degree? Went back to law school, hated law, went and did her PhD in philosophy, and studied this whole idea of how to make hard choice. You know, mm -hmm. how people make hard choices. Right. And I watch the video. I always think about it from a point of view of somebody making an MBA decision because it is a difficult decision. Yeah, it is. And it's a lifelong decision. Mm -hmm. So if you think about, I took a job, which is an important decision. Do I take this job? If you don't like it, go find another one. Right. Right? But the MBA thing is a lifelong, you're only going to do it once. Right. So Ruth talks about three things I think is important. The first thing that she talks about is, you know, what makes a difficult decision? And it comes down to a pros and cons list. Because hmm. there's going to be alternatives, there's things that are better than one, but anytime you do a pros and cons list is a difficult decision. Best way to kind of describe Absolutely. what it is. We've all done many of those pros and cons exactly. lists. Exactly. Yeah. The second thing that she talks about, which I think is really relevant, and I think this is key advice to people, is she says, human nature, when we get overwhelmed with a decision, we tend to default to the easiest decision, not necessarily the best one, uh, right? Yeah. And, I, and I can give, and Absolutely. all of us can give examples oh, of sure. when that's happened. It, it becomes the safe choice. Mm -hmm. And so I always encourage people is that, you know, do that gut check on yourself about, is this a safe choice or the right choice? Hmm. And so when I think about an MBA program, what's a safe choice? Not doing one. Right. Because I'm not quitting my job and investing and maybe moving, moving and everything, and everything yeah. like that. The other thing is maybe I do a, an MBA close to me or right. close to my family, you know. And, and so think about that in a way: Am I getting overwhelmed? Where I'm making the safe choice rather mm -hmm. than the right choice. And the third thing she does is gives a framework of how you approach the decision to do an MBA. Uh, okay. And it really comes down to you know, or decision or a difficult decision. And, mm -hmm. and in the MBA choice, it really comes down to you know, what matters most to me out of this experience. Right. And, you know, using that as the evaluation criteria. Right. Oh, that's so. fantastic. Very helpful advice, really. Yeah. MBA or otherwise. Exactly. Uh, it's certainly a great tool belt. And I was at an event last night and a lot of the women alumni were sharing, you know, some, some of the times in your life you think it's not a great time right now to do an MBA. Well, there's never a perfect time to yeah. take a year out and say and invest in yourself. There's lots of things going on. But 
you have to also look up for yourself and go through that list. And there'll never be a perfect time. No, absolutely never. And, and how many times are we, you know, meet people who we met maybe three or four years ago. Yes. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm still thinking about doing it. Right. There's never right. a perfect that time. That window quickly closes it when you're willing to go back to school. Closes. Right. Uh, that, that saying of old dog and new tricks, that doesn't happen at a certain exactly. point. Right. So thinking about, you know, those who do say yes to choosing an MBA and do say yes to Ivy, in your tenure here at Ivy in particular, you've seen a lot of students come through the program. Mm -hmm. um, you've been through a lot of admissions, of, of our admissions committee reviews of candidates. Those who go through it, what do you think are some of the successful traits of those who get into our program and do well in the program itself? Um, you know, because we often get asked along the earlier question, what's the Ivy fit? So beyond the admissions criteria, what are some of the more soft skills or personality traits of those exactly. who get well with admissions and do well in the program? Great question. And, and uh, Lindsay, as you know, I have a poster in my office that's framed. <laughs> and anytime you have a poster that's framed, it's meaningful to you. Absolutely. And it says, work hard and be nice to others. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think, I think there's two things you're earning here. You're earning the MBA and you're earning the network. And right. both of those are important. And, you know, the work hard is part of doing the MBA. Sure. Right? You yeah. got to be engaged in the process, work hard. That's earning the MBA. Being nice to others is earning the network. And I think they're equally important. And it's about being supportive of your, your colleagues. Um, you know, we, we live in an environment where, you, you know, it, we're in a small world, even mm -hmm. though we're big. And mm -hmm. things like LinkedIn, everyone, it doesn't take long to right. know of people. And so that network is incredibly important. And I can tell you, looking at MBA graduates as they, they move uh, forward, the ones that, you know, it's the soft skills that are there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when you get an MBA, people know you're going to be, you, you have financial acumen, they know you have a skill sets, they know, there's sort of a seal of approval with an MBA that you're a strong business professional. Right. Right. right? But on top, so they know that, that's what right. they expect. What they're looking for different is they're really sort of what are those soft skills? That's what's going to differentiate yourself. So you got to really think about, you know, being a very valued colleague and what does that mean? Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we've seen many classes come through and I'll tell you the classes that are great, you know, that are like the fantastic, are the ones mm -hmm. that are really, really sort of, I, I guess, have that culture yeah. of caring with each other, being yeah. supportive. You know, I remember this year as, you know, you have, there are times when people will apply for the same job and right. you're not all going to get it. Absolutely. And what's great is that, you know, people are out celebrating their colleague that got the job maybe mm -hmm. they lost. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you, that colleague that got that job is going to do everything for you to support you in getting that dream job that you're looking for as well. That's so true. That's so, really the culture here exactly. at Avi, I would say. It's a, this generosity, pay it forward, helpfulness. Yep. Certainly we're competitive to get into from an admissions perspective, rightfully so, or rigorous. You want to make sure we're bringing these right people. But intentionally, we want to keep this culture going. Yeah, and I think, you know, you touch on something. It's like a myth of an MBA program is like it's cutthroat once you get in. Right. It's not like that. And it's a very much like, you know, we'll, we'll see people supporting each other. Yeah. You know, somebody might see an article that's really helpful for a case discussion in the mm -hmm. class. They don't keep it to themselves. They share it around. Right. Um, you'll see people going for the same job and they're practicing interviews right. with each other. And I think that is, mm -hmm. th that I think is, you know, when you leave the MBA program and, you know, if you see people that come back for homecoming and everything, mm -hmm. they talk about the fun times. Yes, yes. You know, they yeah. talk about like 
the friendships they made for life, the keeping in, you know, all yeah. of that stuff is those yeah. memories that they have. For sure. I mean, many leave when they decide, you know, the wedding party is half the class that they, exactly. they went to school with. And sometimes they meet their significant or others they all the live program. in the same building. Oh, or they, they talk yeah. about where they live. And, and, right. and, you know, I think that's the magic of coming to a place like London, Ontario. Mm -hmm. It's a small, like everyone is immersed in the environment. Right. Right. And there's two ways you can do an MBA. One, you can do it, maybe it's a, a larger city and it's, you know, people live all over this. And I always right. use this analogy, as you know, I'm big in analogies. Yes. And so <laughs> it's like you can learn a language two ways, yeah. right? You can yeah. learn it by buying Rosetta Stone tapes and kind of learning it that way. Mm -hmm. Another way to learn a language is immerse yourself in the environment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what you have to think about in, in doing the MBA, is immersing yeah. yourself in the environment. No, that's, that's great advice. And you're right, that's exactly what we offer, is exactly. that immersive, you know, high-touch experience. So I guess final thoughts and final pieces of advice here around those considering Ivy for their MBA. How would you recommend they put forward a competitive application? What are your final thoughts for them? Yeah, you know, and I, I will say this is not only an MBA application, but think of any job or anything sure. else that you put together. You know, it's very easy for us to talk about what we do. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Very easy. It's very easy to put because that's like a job description, right? Here's what I've done. But think about those things about where you've had impact and accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you kind of have to think about those sort of highlights for yourself about what's that impact or accomplishment. And that takes a lot of thinking mm -hmm. and also a change because people can be somewhat humble. Right. 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 And so think about sort of you know, the impact and accomplishments that you've had mm -hmm. and talk about it from that angle. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's very easy to say, well, I've led a project. Right. Right. And I saw it to completion. Right. But where you differentiate yourself is you say, here's a project, but here's what I'm really proud of in that project. And here's what I accomplished. And here's what I looked at. And sort of think about it in that way. But I think that's the same thing when you apply for a job. Yeah. Right. People know from your resume what you've done. Sure. It's like what that impact that you've had. Yeah. And sometimes that, you know, I also say to people is don't overthink it. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, so here's, here's some advice I always say to people when you're going for an interview, you're never going to go wrong with the first thing that popped into your mind in the question. So spend the time on like, okay, that's what I, and then as you process it, because you got to process it quick, is sure. think about how you tell that story. Right. But usually the first thing that pops in your mind is the right thing to go with. So. Well, that's great advice. Great final thoughts there for those considering our program. And um, to those tuning in today, hopefully you leave with some more confidence putting forward an application, or at least understanding what we're seeking. And hopefully if what we're seeking, you have, you continue forward with us. Yep. And we'd love to see your application come through. So JD, thanks so much for today. Thanks so much. Sharing your insights and advice from your uh, vast experiences, your time here, and uh, even your career previous to Ivy. And for those tuning in, Please uh, stay engaged with us, uh, reach out to our team, and certainly tune into the podcast that we have off our website. Yep, great. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you.